Good morning, my brothers and sisters. Welcome to episode 13. We've been sitting here, been blown away by Mary, and Mary has made a response after a visitation of an angel. And we just saw literally a page before this, sort of a bad response and one of unbelief in Zechariah. And here now Mary does it right, and she does it so beautifully. Yesterday, uh, we found out as she prays in response to this angel that uh, she has this soul, that is, she was designed and has a purpose and a, uh, created for this intimate relationship with the Lord. And then she responds and she says, my soul magnifies the Lord. So she makes the Lord bigger, if you will, or right sizes the Lord. And with the agency he has given her, that he speak, then she speaks well of her Savior. And she chooses joy. And then Mary says uh, uh, she needs a Savior, uh, emphasizing the horrible theology that to say that Mary might be some sort of a co-Savior. And then today, so again, I'm just struck with Mary and what a great example of, uh, of humility and theology she is. So let me just finish the sentence. So my soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior. That's what we did yesterday. For he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. And today my meditation centered around he has looked. So I might title this, he has looked, comma, so what? And Today, I want to think about where the Lord looked and who the Lord looked at. And so what? The, what does it mean that the Lord looked upon us? What happens? What are the consequences if he looked? And the way I kind of did this was, what if he didn't look upon us? What if he didn't remember us? What if he didn't uh, have the purpose to draw his attention to us? What if he forgot, kind of, to look upon us? All right, so just walk with me a little bit through the consequences of this. First of all, the world would explode. So just start with that. Colossians 1.17 says that in him all things hold together. So immediately, this argument is over and uh Everything explodes, I think. The power of the atom goes berserk and uh, the world falls apart. So we have to hold that in abeyance. Let's say that didn't happen, but let's, let's continue with the thought. So what if the Lord forgot to hear our prayers? What if he kind of forgot to intercede at the right hand of the Father, to the Father, on our behalf, which he says he does in Hebrews. And what if he fails to remember to send the Holy Spirit to do all the things that the Holy Spirit does, which is convict us of sin and and, and help us and give us ways of escape and uh, and be with us? And then, and then, what if you forgot the big stuff too? The all that savior stuff. The what if you forgot to bear our sins? What if you forgot to put our sins behind our 
behind his back. And what if he has to, when he does glance at us, he looks at us as the sinful, in need of penalty, in need of justice creatures that we are. Uh, that's not much fun. So I, I keep coming back to, is that a world that we would want to lo- uh, live in where he where he doesn't look upon us? And then what if what about the common graces? I'm thinking about like the common grace of marriage and the and the the blessings of rain and the, the general blessings of sunrise and the the birds that you can hear flying around here uh, flying around out here. Uh, what if he forgot to do uh, give build families and invent families? What if he forgot to give uh, abilities in individual blessing and personality and life and ensoulment and what if you forgot all that stuff and then what if you forgot to give us the church and we'd have no one to walk with or encourage or serve or be encouraged by or to share our joy so is this a world that we'd want to live in and i think the answer to that is no so when we when we say that he has looked and we agree with God and all these things he's done for us, I think that our perspective gets very small regarding ourselves, that we're created, that we're weak, that we're needful, that we are, like Mary says, in need of a savior. And we should probably agree with God that I am an, of humble estate and I am not able to save myself. I am a sinner. So I think we're supposed to today agree with Mary and agree with the Lord and be grateful. This is one of my um, conclusions that you remember me and that you remember us for all you do and for all that you give and bless and how you're sustaining and the covenants uh, and the commitment and the heritage. You know, this is not your first um, day on the planet, Lord, or in the universe. This is not your first rodeo. And, and, uh, there's a there's a song that says it's not my first ride round the sun. Well, you made the earth, you made the sun, and you made the orbit. So you are amazing, and I am awe astonished. A W E dash astonished. Uh, isn't that I look on you, and then I become a believer? The awe astonishing thing is that you look on me, that you look on us, that you have looked. That's the truly amazing thing. And then, of course, the response is, for me, uh, you know, we get very small in this just like Mary did. So let me just conclude what she says here in Luke 1. My soul magnifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. Thank you, Lord, for looking and thank you for having us respond in humility. I bless you, my brothers and sisters. I'll see you tomorrow.